let's talk about what the Holy Ghost wants to talk about. A lovely subject, God's everlasting love. Why don't you think about that? God's everlasting love. Never changes. People believe it changes. They don't say that, but they act that. Because they don't feel like God is doing what he always used to do. But God never changes. And so what I want to encourage us, including myself, to always remember that the love of God never changes. So we're going to unpack this a little bit tonight. In Romans 8, we're going to look at verse 35 to 39 so that you have scripture. Thank you, Lord. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Wow. Those are pretty dramatic. And the Bible says who will separate us. Our experience doesn't determine who God is. You need to remember that. Our personal experience does not determine who God is. God is love. He remains love. He always will be love. Whether we walk away from his love for a season, it doesn't change who he is. And that's really what I believe the Holy Ghost wants to bring through to our hearts for us to remember. So let's read on. Now I want to go to verse 6. And if you look here, it's written in italics, which means it was added. Verse 36, so I'm going to read 36, the first little line, then I'm going to go straight into 37, and you'll get the context and the post-text and every text. Verse 36, as it is written, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's a pretty powerful scripture. So if there are any believers here tonight who are discouraged or any other time in your life that you may be discouraged. Who would be bold enough to say, had a little bit of discouragement this last week or the week before or the month before? Anybody or nobody? Come on. God brings this word to help us, to let us realize that he hasn't taken his eyes off you. And I want to say that very clearly. Because the Bible asks, 
Who will separate us from the love of Christ? In other words, nobody. He said all these things that happen, all the things that have happened to you that would seek to bring discouragement, I pray by the Spirit of God tonight, I can bring by the Word through this powerful passage of Scripture the assurance, and I want you to hear this very carefully, the assurance of Christ's present love. Why would I say present love? Because what the enemy does is he tries to get us to defer to the future. And we don't get saturated with the love of God because we keep deferring. Many years ago, he said to me a few times, and those that have been around this ministry will know, he said to me, you don't have to use 400 scriptures. There's nothing wrong with that. But you simply have to open your life and let me love you. How simple can it get? But do you know that we are nervous of love? We're concerned somebody's going to let us down because we've shown affection to people before and they let us down. But God's not people. That's God's character is love. And I want you to keep remembering everlasting. That means for eternity. He's never going to change. Now, it becomes very important because when he speaks a word into our heart, we need faith to respond to that word, right? But we're not going to respond to it if we don't receive him in his love. Because faith works by love. So you see, when God says to this church, plant another work in, um, in Charleston, he's not trying to find a way to destroy me before I'm 60. Well, that's long gone. Before I'm 70. I don't feel that, so I can't even think like that. I really battle with this stupid thing called age. What is this thing about? Hey? Lord, I want to get into the transcending power of God. That's limitless. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yummy. It's so very, very important. So believers need to take ownership of Christ's present love. So I want you to think about this. Because of discouragement, it's real. We've just read what Paul said. Yours may not be as severe as that, but it still needs the presence of Christ's love. Just so you assured in your heart that whatever you believe him for, whatever you talk to him about, he never disregards what you say. Because he says you'll give an account for every idle word. So he must be listening to the good words as well. I mean, I'm just trying to help you. If, if you. if you don't see it, you know, he's not after idle words. He's after words of life. 
but the present, meaning right now. Why did God pick on that young lady tonight? Come on. So whatever's trying to separate you and I from God's, from, let me go back to Christ's present love. And this is the one I want to go in on because it's the most common one. So I don't want to go to persecutions. You may well have had persecution. I don't want to go to perils. You may well have had perils. But I'll go to something that you will encounter every day of your life if you don't guard against it, condemnation. Condemnation. You just don't fit the bill. They talk about the preacher's Monday blues. That means that on Monday, the devil comes and knocks on the preacher's door and says, who gave you the right to say that? Did you know that happened? What's he trying? He's trying to bring judgment. But there can be no judgment because we're already judged. Now, obviously, if we're just living like a dog, that's another conversation. But I'm talking about sincere believers who just want to serve God and are walking with God to the best of their ability in their current state of understanding His ways. That's what the enemy doesn't want you to get to. He wants you to pick up on condemnation. But there is no condemnation. Whatever's happened that didn't work, there is no condemnation. Why? Because we're living in His present love. Hopefully, if you're married, you know that your wife's love or husband's love doesn't deviate. Today, it's at 30%. When the food's good, it goes up to 100. That shouldn't be happening. Can you see? You know, my wife and I were having a conversation while we were away, and we were saying, and this is being a bit vulnerable with you, and we were just saying, how can we still love one another after all these years? How does that work? If you've got the answer, pray, come tell me. Because when I look at myself, I'm flesh. And it doesn't wane, it intensifies. And then what happens as you get older like us, your wife becomes your friend, your companion. I know somebody else that said, you're no longer a servant, you're my friend. See, if we don't understand God's everlasting love or Christ's present love, then we're not going to let him be our friend. We're going to treat, keep him at a distance because we don't want to get hurt. 
And that's what you must eradicate from your vocabulary when it comes to Jesus. Because the blood is more powerful than any mistake you and I can make. And when he put the blood, when he shed the blood, when the Father planned to shed the blood of Christ, it was to keep us in union with him. And that's why we'll say there's now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Tribulations, distresses, persecutions, famines. Look at this. Nakedness, peril, sword. Those are serious words. So let me help you this evening. It's all temporary. Everything that you've experienced that could have disappointed you is only temporary. You can change it in two seconds flat. Well, even faster than that. Okay? Because God's love is everlasting and never changes. So many times people's faith is not working because they're not believing God loves them. Why would the Lord ask me to do this? What happens if? That means that person is not assured of God's love. You see, when the Bible says we should do stuff, whatever it might be, the Bible says that we hear his voice. So if we say, well, because you can work out whether your heart's arrogant or soft or tender. You know that. Can you see? It's so important that we understand what God's saying to each and every one of us. So, Christ's love is not conditional. I'm going to say some stuff that might shake you, but I'm trying to get somewhere quickly. Because this clock's running. Christ's love is not conditional. Think about that. Who sets the conditions? The devil and your mind. For God so loved the world sinners, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We can quote the scripture, but do we live it? I want to live that. That's not for sinners, that's for me, to understand God's love. Yes, it applies to sinners, there was nothing in my life that qualified me for salvation. I can tell you that. And I'm not proud of that. And so maybe sometimes when you've forgiven much, you understand love perhaps a little bit better. Because you know you are not a good boy. Nobody can convince me otherwise because of what I lived. Are you with me, family? So, let's go down here a little bit. 
The enemy's goal is for you and I to question God's love, Christ's present love. So he brings about, remember he's the prince of this world. So whether you understand it or not, there's two things that you need to know about him. One, he's been completely defeated. Two, he's the biggest deceiver the world has ever seen. So the power that he seems to have is brought about by deception. But he is a defeated foe. If we don't allow deception, condemnation is deception. Are you with me? Oh, I don't know if God's... That's not how God thinks about you. Don't plug the enemy stuff on God, guys. Amen? It's very important. So the enemy's goal is to bring Christ's love into question. By the same old, same old, if Christ loves you, why is this happening? Well, if it's in the Bible, there's a solution. It's called faith. Enforcing the authority of our faith on those things to stop it. But he doesn't tell you that. He tells you it's because you and I have been doing things wrong or God's not really interested and so he paralyzes our faith because we believe him. A stupid thing like that. But you know, when you're in it, it's very real. How do you, you know, when, when we were going to plant in overseas, do you think when God said to me about America 40 years ago, we just jumped up and down and said, praise the Lord. We'd never even been outside the borders of this country. If that doesn't demonstrate the love of God to me, what does? Because there was nothing that qualified me for that act. Nothing. But His love. Don't look to qualify yourself in the natural. Look to allow God's word, which has inherent God love in it, to qualify you. That doesn't get any more simple than that. So, John 14, 15 says, Christ's love is not conditional to our behavior, although obedience and love to his word is what qualifies us. So you remember, in Christ, you can't earn, you believe. It's a, it's a very subtle difference there. You believe, you don't earn. The blessing comes not because we're smart, but we believe. And so at all, stay, at all times, He is the Creator, and we remain dependent on Him that's not a weakness. That is living out of meekness. That's where Christ lived. Can you see? Understanding God's love. Understanding His everlasting love. We're not blessed because of our righteousness. 
want you to see this. We're not blessed because of our righteousness. Do you know that he opens the door and keeps it open? Think about that. Next time the devil tries to condemn you for something, remember, God says, I have placed before you an open door, and nobody, but nobody will shut it. Young lady. Do you, but it's not a place of arrogance that we live in. It's a place of submission to his love. Can you see? But as soon as you try and do it yourself, we mess it up. Equally true is that he says, I will close the door and no man shall open it. So he's not trying to hold back He's going to close doors that he knows. And don't pray this prayer. Lord, if this is not your will, close the door. That's not a prayer of faith. Everybody goes, oh, God, help me. <laughs> That's not a prayer of faith. The Bible says that the Lord leads us into the pastures. Christ leads us into pastures. Come on. Are we getting this? Opened a door to the blessings of God, and that comes through unconditional obedience. I'm coming in for the landing. In that scripture, now you're really going to have to have courage because this is not cute preaching. This is English from the Greek. Did you get it? In other words, it was Greek. Now you're going to hear it in English. The original New Testament was written in Greek. Okay, ready? Bump your neighbor. Ready? Come on. I didn't say bump them out the chair, just be gentle. <laughs> the Bible says we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now, all of us that felt a bit discouraged, in that discouragement, we were more than conquerors. Well, it sure didn't feel like it. Well, praise the Lord, we don't walk by how we feel. We walk by how we believe. Are you with me? Is it real? It's very real. I'm not saying it's not real, but it's deception. No, but this was really real. No, it's deception because the truth in that situation that you faced is you are more than a conqueror through Christ's present other words, current love for you. So the Lord doesn't keep a book and say, okay, this week you're getting two gallons of love because you were a good boy. He doesn't do that. The love of Christ is always available. 
Now stay with me. We're more than a conqueror through him who loved us. Even our victories are birthed in Christ's love for us, not our accomplishments. Okay? Now, I've been meditating on this for a long time. And I keep going back to it. Because there's no mention of failure. And I hear, no, God change, God does not change his mind. We change his mind in our circumstance, and then he has to, by mercy, work within an environment because it's the only way he can try and bring us through, but it's not his choice. Okay? Now watch this. The word describes one, we're more than conquerors. That word, it's a very big Greek word, hypo, I won't even go there. But what it means, it describes one who is super victorious. Put those hands up again. Come on, people. Be brave now. Leave them up. Leave them up. Leave them up, please. Because I want to speak to you. Look at this. The word describes that word more than conquerors. I wasn't going to go into the Greek, otherwise it just holds us up. The word describes one who is super victorious, who wins more than an ordinary battle. Up with those hands again, please. Come and stand here. Those hands only. I want you to think about this. A, 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 an attack is not a defeat, family. An attack is not a defeat. Can you hear? Or maybe I should have just walked up and down the rows because the whole <laughs> church is here. <laughs> but God doesn't miss it. Come, brother, don't stand there with your green hemp. Come. Yeah. And bring your helpmate with you because she needs it too. If you're married, you better believe it's on both. Hello. Now, come on, family. Please, this is not a game, and you know that. I can't be more sincere. I want you to hear this. That word, more than conquerors, through him who loved us. We know now his love doesn't change. He's talking to you and I about being super victorious. That's why I said I've been here for, I don't know, some years now. How, what does super victorious look like? In the church, never mind the world, because they just defeated. What does, this is what the Greek word means. Super victorious, okay? Who wins more than an ordinary battle. 
more than. So think of the worst situation you could be in. And the Bible tells me even more than that, you're above that, but we still haven't finished. Who is overpowering in achieving, that's you, abundant victory. Come on, family. Think about this. You know, when I go here and I meditate on this, there's nothing that should stop us. Look here. At the point of you throwing your Bible at me to shut up, I'm going to say it again. One. Say, that's me. I'm super victorious. I win more than an ordinary battle. I'm overpowering in achieving abundant victory. Abundant victory. That's God's love to you. This is in the Bible. I said, This is in the Bible. This is in the Bible. I woke up yesterday morning, and as I got out of bed, I heard the Holy Ghost say, you've entered a new season in the name of Jesus. Why? Just like in everyday life, everyday life, we go through summer, winter. When we learn the ways of God, we don't try and sow when it's winter, unless we're doing oranges. It's very important that we understand the seasons. So now, who is overpowering in achieving abundant victory? It doesn't matter what the devil throws at this church. This stands. And if he says at this church, then it applies to each individual in this church. Would that be right? Now watch this. Christ's love conquered death. And because of his love, we are more than conquerors. Go to gym if you have to. But you cannot fight spiritual battles with flesh and blood and you will tire yourself out and he'll work you until you cannot keep going he is a spirit and as soon as you bind him in the spirit he's bound but don't get frivolous about it that is God's promise family to you, to me, to my wife, to my family. I don't want to get into the stuff that the enemy has tried to stop us. But not when you understand. I don't understand everything about Christ's love because of the depth. But I know 
when I get around this scripture and I begin to speak it, Jesus! And I speak it, a peace comes, an assurance comes to my heart that I feel I'll just take this house and throw it away. I'm being dramatic because I want to illustrate the point. And you rise up on the inside, not this, this. You live out of your spirit. You're a spirit being. And this is not something you and I are trying to win. This is something that has been won. You see, the Bible by the Holy Ghost is saying, you're already a conqueror. Just walk in it. Walk in it. But if we don't understand God's present love, I have made numerous mistakes in my life, more than I care to blow out here tonight. Yet God, I go, Lord, I'm sorry. He says, there's no condemnation. He says, get under the blood. Get the love of God onto you. He doesn't even listen to me. He just tells me, get back where you need to be. Living, living in His present love. 